Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. All right, man. So, hey, here we are. Uh, no Shave Man Cave coming to you live from the Man Cave. Uh, Ellie Jair kicking it here with Jay Tilly. Uh, what's up, man? How's, how's it going? Man, it's going good. Uh, I'm excited to finally be eating, record this first one, man. Yeah. We've been talking about it for almost a year now. Ever since, yeah. what, Forbidden Door? Pro- yeah, probably probably about that long. So uh, just a little bit of back history, everybody. Uh, Jason, uh, amazing uh, veteran, proud American, served our country 20-plus uh, years in the Air Force, and... Uh, you know, working on his, his disabled vet and uh, being a huge, huge wrestling fan. So that's that was like the gist of what uh, brought us together. And I uh, am happy to say I was able to serve the country for 28 years as a Beating United States Marine. <laughs> Hi-ya! So uh, super, super pumped. But yeah, so we're doing our intro. We're going to run some practices and uh, see what see what kind of fun we can come out of, what, what kind of fun that we can get out of this thing. So... Um, so what, what brought you to wrestling? What was the first thing that you recall seeing wrestling oriented? So it's funny. My, my earliest remembers of wrestling isn't like, Hey, my grandparents taught me into it or my mom used to watch or my dad. The thing I remember most is sneaking and watching it on Saturday mornings <laughs> in my bedroom when my mom was up like making breakfast or something. Cause she used to get mad when I would watch wrestling. Oh man. Was, it's too violent. You shouldn't be watching it. So I would. I would sneak in, and, she, and she'd come in the room. I'd switch it over to, like, Saturday morning cartoons. But I used to watch it every Saturday morning. Man, I couldn't even tell you, like, when it started. But it was it was the early, early WWF days. Uh, and then I had some friends in high school that watched it. Um, a friend of mine named Mindy, actually. And she was big into it. Well, then we started going to some live events. And I went to WrestleMania. Not WrestleMania, sorry. Uh, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam. Survivor Series, they were all down in Miami at the time, in okay. the early 90s, late 90s, and went to uh, to a lot of their live shows, and then I was hooked. Dang. Lost interest for a while and, and kind of got out of it for a little bit. I watched, you know, pretty religiously every Saturday morning. Started watching Raw a little bit here and there, and then when I went to the military in basic, obviously, didn't watch at all. But when we got back to the uh, training school in Keesler, I was on night duty, and I used to have Monday nights. So I'd watch Nitro, WCW. 
Oh. And that was right when the New World Order started kicking new, in. New, and new, nice. Oh, man. it was, And so ever since then, it's, yeah. I've been hooked. Even with the ups and downs of WWE, as much as I got bored of some of it, right. AEW kicked off and reignited it. It seems like every time I start falling off a little, something in the industry happens yeah. and kicks me right back in. That's awesome. And I know your story goes way back. You, you have yeah, some of that independent I, runs. My, uh, so I grew up in New York, so I was able to see um, TV from Canada. And then we got the super cha- uh, Superstation WGN, so I could catch some of that um, Central States. And every now and then, it was almost like the wires would cross, and I could see w- uh, Jan- uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling. Oh, nice. And I didn't know who any of those people were. I was like, oh, my goodness. And one time we went and visited my sister Pam, who was stationed in Louisville, Kentucky. And sh- we were getting ready to go on another part of our road trip. And I was sitting there, and I had, back then it was called the clicker, because it made this big click, click, yep. click the remote. And so there I was. It was uh, early 80s, so probably 82, 83, 84 maybe. And uh, 84 at the latest, because I moved to Arizona in 86. And there he was, Jerry the freaking King Lawler. Man, he threw this fireball on TV. And I look over at my sister Pam, and I'm like, who is this? What is this? <laughs> oh, don't watch that. It's wrestling. It's not real. Yep. And I was like, he just threw fire at him. That looked pretty damn real. And so I get through the vacation. We get home, and every morning I would wake up and flip through the channels. And this is back when you had the paper TV guides. And I would <laughs> I'd scroll yep. through, and I would circle. Okay, Highlight it, yep. I got to be up at 3 o'clock on Thursday morning and catch uh, channel, I think it was channel 3, which was a Canadian channel, and I would watch Calgary Stampede. And then it just progressed to eventually I was able to get my hands and eyes on uh, the magazines. And I had so many magazines. And then we moved in 86 to Arizona. And that was when there was more um, more cable opportunities. Yep. And then little by little, and just like how you showed me that book, the um, territory, yep. the story of the territories, and then the territory war, and it just you saw it little by little become, and yeah, lo and behold, there here I am, uh, forty year over forty years, forty three years later, still in I, man. So my brother used to uh, bust on me, my brother Mike, and so instead of being a mashed potato, he called, or instead of being a couch potato, he called me a mashed potato, <laughs> and I was just like, man, that's hurtful, but I like it, and. Like you, you know, I, I joined the Marine Corps in 92. I didn't watch for probably six, seven, eight months yep. and then come back. And it was like I was in love all over again. And then I would deploy, come back, and my routine would sort of slow down. Then I would watch, catch up, pick up stuff. But I've always sort of kept in touch with, especially my, my favorite was the the WCW, right before WCW, the NWA, and then the... Uh, mid-atlantic yep. era but yeah i am i am a, a a pretty big w wwe fan right now and so so i'd yeah. say something interesting about me is like i started with wef obviously like ultimate warrior bruce beefcake yeah. i loved him still love him matter of fact he's gonna be at a rivercon i just found out he was mm. a special guest announced so i'm nice. trying to get there to see him so i just thought like i started with those when i was young but like at, hearing you talk like i realized i transitioned out of wwf when it was WCW, oh. and then it was TNA, and now it's AEW. Like, yeah. I've never really gotten back to that nostalgic feeling of WAF that I used to have. Yeah. Like, I have the nostalgia, like, watching, like, oh, man, I remember yeah. this. 
But like, it just never held my attention as much as some of the other stuff. Now I like a little the edgier, right? Um, you know, like WCW with the the Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero's and all those before mm-hmm. they went to WWF was my jam. And even ECW, I watched a lot of that. Uh, I remember getting videotapes of a buddy who would record it at night, and he'd bring it in, and I'd watch it the next That's day. That's awesome. And uh, would wear some of those tapes out. Hell, I probably still got some in the garage. But I, you were telling your story, and I was just thinking, like, my mom finally gave in to wrestling, and I was like, man. And I just remembered I was watching WCW, and she walked in and was, what is this garbage? But Sting was on, and this is blonde hair, American <laughs> Sting, right? Yeah. And she sat down next to me and watched that entire Sting match because she's like, yep. he's a good-looking guy. Let's yeah. sit down and talk. And she watched it, and ever since then, she never gave me crap about watching it again. But Sting, man, he, he got my mom. I mean, not like she's a huge wrestling fan. Uh, but it got to the point where I was allowed to not hide in my bedroom yeah. under the covers, like watching it in case she'd come in, you know, sitting where I had my hand on the knob so I could click it real quick <laughs> uh, to twist it over. But, like, that was – Sting was, like, the breakthrough for mom to go, oh. And then I think when she watched that match and saw, okay, it's – you know, as a kid, I didn't know. But she, as an adult, could look at it and go, well, he wouldn't have been able to pick him up and slam him if that wasn't choreographed yeah. a little more. Not that I like to say that. I don't ever talk about that. Yeah. I will never say it's fake – using quotation marks uh, because I, I took some bumps when I was going to school for it. It hurts. But that was like her first experience of like, okay, these aren't just crazy people in there. Yeah. Uh, you know, granted she never saw a New Jack match, but you know, <laughs> she, uh, yeah. it, it was, it was WCW's in the early days where it's a little more calm. It was a little more, oh, okay. This is a little more scripted, let's say. And then of course, then it was like, you know, son, you know, this is all fake. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of know, but, I always say it's a male soap opera. Mom, you watch Days of Our Lives? I watch WCW Nitro. There you you know, like, it's the same thing. We just like a little more action in it. That's funny. Yeah, my brother Mike, um, he was probably the most accepting adult in my life that was like, yeah, dude, you know, you're going to watch what you're going to watch, whatever. He took me to my first live event. Oh, that's And we were in Tucson, and I saw Andre the Giant. I saw Junkyard Dog. Hulk Hogan, oh, uh, SD Special Delivery Jones. Okay. And the, as soon as I saw Junkyard Dog, I was like, this dude's got it. And this was uh, 88, 89, probably. You, I mean, and it was like, you know, tail end and, yeah. you know, right before the um, wrestling would really, really start to change as it rolled into the 90s and WrestleMania was a little bit bigger. But yeah, they came in and it was just like, Seeing these guys larger than life. Yep. It was, it was, yeah, I was, man, I was uh, completely enamored. And they're, like you said, you know, I'm doing air quotes too, like the fakeness of it. Yep. You can't fly through the air and land on a dude. You can't, you know, Shawn Michaels super kick 12 times. Yep. Obviously there's time and space and distance, but yeah, that's, that's real. That's, that's pretty cool. So the, uh, sitting here talking, I just kind of keep remembering like, Another big milestone in my wrestling is I'll never forget my grandfather. Uh, I was staying with my grandma and grandpa, and this was this was Goldberg era, so that's about the time frame that you know that's how long I was in WCW. And it was he was on his undefeated streak, and it was me and my grandfather at the time, who I guess was a wrestling fan. Uh, he was a Golden Gloves <laughs> boxer growing up, and apparently he liked the old. He did territory stuff, which I never knew about my grandfather. That's awesome. Um, but we're sitting watching uh, Goldberg, and it was Goldberg on Nitro, and I want to say it was against Nash. I don't remember exactly who it was, but it was part of his undefeated streak. And for whatever reason, that match and my grandfather's reaction like sticks to me because he, 
really got into it and was like, and then he started watching Nitro. Like I'd go over to their houses on Monday nights and he'd be watching it and it was That's pretty cool. Awesome. So, but I just, that one sticks out in my mind is like, oh, I remember sitting watching Goldberg and him talking about like, you know, Dick Murdoch and some of the old guys that like, I'm like, oh, now I know who they are. Old dirty because, dick, yeah. Because now I've gone back through and, and watched some of that old right. uh, territory stuff. But when I started, it was WWF and it wasn't the territory Man. stuff as much. Um, and yeah, I just remember that now. Like, oh yeah, like he, he and I watched the Goldberg match and it might've been the finger poke of doom or it was right after that. And they were talking about it. I don't remember all the stories, yeah. but I do remember like he and I having conversations <laughs> about like some of the crazy awesome. stuff Hogan did and, and all that other stuff. So that's funny. That's great. Yeah. We were, uh, my, my two boys, um, Coden and Rylan, they were relatively young. Um, we were, this was early 2009 and they wanted to go to a wrestling event. And I said, yeah, sure. No problem. And my, oldest son comes home and goes hey did you know there's wrestling down the street and i'm thinking wrestling down the street what are you talking about and um, sorry i'm distracting you yeah hey no they kind of have the dolphin game going on in the man cave and they just scooped and scored (laughs) sorry and he wanted there was wrestling down the street so there was this indie wrestling that was coming to jacksonville north carolina huh i was like yeah right so I looked it up, and the seat, it was uh, in the gym at the Jacksonville Commons, which was um, about 10 minutes from where we lived at. There was about 500 people there, if that, and it was in a gym on folding chairs, and Petey Williams shows up. Oh, wow. The Canadian... Uh, the founder of the yeah, Canadian the Destroyer. Cana- and he did the Canadian Destroyer. Ugh. And when I stood up and said, the Destroyer live, he turned and looked at me. And my sons were, like, utterly embarrassed. And they were like, what? What was that? So, fast forward, we ended up going to a Christmas show. The WWE came to Raleigh. And they were like, hey, I want to go. And I got a hold of some tickets, super cheap. And we were the first row of the second level. So, we were, like, the, oh, okay. eighth, we were the eighth row. So, we were up above looking down over. And I was like, watch this. And I walked them through what was going to happen through the whole thing. Nice. And I said, hey, look over there. And uh, Rylan kind of scooted down, and he was like, oh, my goodness, I heard him talking. Yep. And uh, after that, Rylan was really into it because he was, like, trying to figure out the behind right. the scenes of it. All the way to when um, when AEW came to town and CM Punk was going to appear. Yeah. And the thought that Daniel Bryan was going to appear, and that was Ryland's guy. He he loved Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the best in the world. Um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So we ended up going. Uh, you, me, I think Edie. Edie, yep. Edie went. Ryland and uh, just amazing. AEW absolutely puts on oh, a yeah. rock star show. Um, pretty cool. So yep. Yeah. Man. What I, a uh, what a what a run down memory lane. Like we went. How we ended up being wrestling fans. Talked about what we were doing when we fell for it a little bit of our career and uh now here today we gotta this is uh this is where it's gonna start and hopefully become something where we can develop a following and little by little we'll we'll be able to get our fan base to uh fully understand why we're wrestling fans and why they're wrestling fans well that that leads me to one last thing i want to cover before we cut this one because i know we're going to try to keep about 15 minutes what do you what do you see 
what do you want the future of No Shave Man Cave to be? And then I'll kind of give you what I want us to do, and then we'll let the fans, hopefully, we'll get some fans, we'll let them uh, get on board and, and hopefully run with it. But what do, you, uh, what do you see as, like, our plan forward and what you would like to accomplish with this? I think I'd like No Shave Man Cave to be a pr- premier forum for wrestling fans to not only enjoy wrestling, but enjoy wrestling together. And anytime there's an event, we whether we call them the squadron, we call them the battalion, we call them the fam, uh, we get together and we just party out and uh, you know have have uh, some division T-shirts where you know we're part of the No Shave Man Cave Jacksonville division or the just something where wrestling fans can get together and really share what brought them into being big wrestling fans. So all right, cool. Cool. Yeah, I uh, kind of the same. I want to do a lot of that. And then as for the show itself, uh, I would hopefully as we progress, uh, I'm going to give one of my favorite uh, podcasts out there, What Culture, a shout out. Heck yeah. I would love to get to their level, be able to kind of do some of the an- analyzing they do. Not that I will ever be able to compare to Sidgwick or the Dudley Boys or the Dadley Boys, sorry. But, I mean, I would love to kind of be able to do some live reactions and maybe break down some matches. Love um, it. And one of the things I would like to do, maybe one of our first shows in the next few weeks or whatever we decide to do, is kind of cover, like, that one wrestling match that you would show a non-wrestling fan to make them a fan. Heck yeah. and uh, That's awesome. Because the other thing I want us to do, both being vets, is I want this to be also an open forum for veterans, right? So even if you're not a wrestling fan, you can turn it on. Maybe one day we're going to be telling war stories or... Yeah, well, I mean, not cool. war stories, but, you know, <laughs> talking about, like, our experiences or some of the things that we have dealt with in the military, mental health, Heck because yeah. uh, I know we both have had our issues with that. So that's kind of the Love other it. part of it that I'd like to see on top of engaging the wrestling fans and that kind of thing. I'll also eventually, as we grow, be able to engage bigger audiences and bring new people into wrestling. I think it's a revolution right now. Uh, God knows where WWE is going to go. We'll talk about that next, next show. <laughs> but uh, Lord knows what WWE, AEW is going to do. Uh, whether, you know, some other company shows up, New Japan takes over U.S., whatever the case is. But um, I just feel like there's a change in the air. I think uh, getting our foot in the door now, um, eventually, hopefully, we can get some interviews in here. Even interview non-wrestling fans. Uh, like, you know, let's say we get some stars or something, or semi-stars. I'm not saying we're going to be that popular. But, you know, some local stars who've never watched wrestling. Yeah. Sit them down and say, hey, watch this Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Hogan spoilers. Watch this Hogan versus Rock match, and then tell me if you don't get emotional. Yeah, and that kind of thing. So that's kind of what I'd like to see us start going and doing. I like it, but cool, man. Uh, I think that's a that's a good first start. Pretty cool first show. Probably get like three cents off it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> three cents more than I started the day with. That's right. So right on. Well, hey, this is Ellie Jair, Jay Tilly. We're coming to you live from the No Shave Man Cave. Brought to you with great pride by Veterans Championship Wrestling. Everybody stay safe. We'll see you on the floor. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.